Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody is doing good. Great to have you here on If You Don't Like That. A lot of things going on in the world of sports. I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by my good friends at New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned in Sactown for more than 20 years. And whether it's leak detection, water line repair, bathroom plumbing, New Works Plumbing is a full service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. And their expert technicians are available 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Really, first of all, want to appreciate all the feedback that I received from Friday's podcast where I talked about the hypocrisy and the double standards and LeBron James and the NBA and I really appreciate the feedback. Uh, again, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really happy that not only that you listen to it, but uh, I read all the comments, and I just want to say thank you very much. It's a, it's a subject and a topic that needs to be discussed. You know, you, you just can't put it under the rug. You can't just put it in the closet. You can't bury it. Like, what good does that do? You know, I, I don't understand that. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I did my rant on him. And on Friday, in the middle of the draft, ESPN broke the news that Rodgers does not want to return to Green Bay. And I thought it was great, the Hall of Famer, Terry Bradshaw. And whether you like Terry or not, that's not really the point here. He was on WFAN radio. And... I got to tell you, he said it just the way it is. Uh, I really respect the way Bradshaw handled the interview on WFAN radio. He had this to say about Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to read a variety of quotes here because I think they're very important. Quote, with him being that upset shows me just how weak he is. Who the hell cares who you draft? He's a three-time MVP in the league, and he's worried about this guy they drafted last year. 
in the first round. Now, Bradshaw went on and told the host on WFAN that there could be more to the story that meets the eye, but he said, quote, I don't know what was said behind the scenes. I don't know if he said, look, I'll play in 2020, and then I want out of here, and they said, fine. Then he's the MVP of the league. None of us know unless he told some insiders, and they are saying it. I don't hear it. For him to be upset, my God, I don't understand that. Now, for those of you that see Terry Bradshaw on Sundays on the uh, NFL Fox pregame show, and you're younger, and you may not know about his career, but Bradshaw won four Super Bowls uh, in the 70s. And when Terry Bradshaw was there, they drafted quarterback Mark Malone back in the first round of 1980. Now, Bradshaw went on and played three more years before uh, he retired. And Bradshaw went on and said this, quote, I had them coming to me from all angles. I embraced it because we went to practice. I wasn't worried about those guys. They didn't scare me a bit. So I don't understand why he is so upset at Green Bay. Now, there's a report out there, and again, I think it was Yahoo Sports that reported this first. So I I don't know if this is true, but I'm just putting what's out there. It may be true. It may not be true. The report from Yahoo said that Rodgers would consider returning if general manager Brian uh, Gutenkunst was fired. Well, Bradshaw went on to say this. Are you kidding me? Really? Aaron, that's where this is? Here's what I would do. I wouldn't budge. Let him gripe. Let him cry. Retire. You are 37. Go ahead and retire. See you later. I'm really strong about stuff like that. It just makes him look weak. How dare you draft somebody? Now, Rodgers is under contract through 2023. And Bradshaw added this. Obviously, he doesn't need the money. Probably he should just retire and go host Jeopardy. Either he gives in or Green Bay don't give in. Move on. I flat would call him on it. I have never hem-hawed about something so much in my life. He has really put them in a pickle. Green Bay is really in a pickle. And if he retires, then that takes care of that. How about that? Bradshaw wasn't done. He had a message about the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. Because what went on with Wilson in the summer? Bradshaw said this, shut your mouth and play quarterback. You're a blessed man to be making millions that all of us on this Zoom call would give anything to make that in a lifetime of earnings. I have no respect. I have no patience for people that do that. Where does a player have the right to criticize the front office when they are in fact the stars of the football team and making all this money? They think that empowers them to have a position and a place to say, I want this, I want that. Quietly, they know what they need. To have a player make these demands, it drives me nuts. I did my rant on this yesterday. And I said, you know what? If it was not for sports gambling, I think that pro sports in this country, to a large degree, 
would have a lot of problems. And I agree with Terry Bradshaw. And I said this on my rant. Teams need to start taking control of their franchises. Because once the horse is out of the barn, very difficult to get it back in, so to speak. And when you see players in a variety of sports whining and crying and bitching and moaning like James Harden did with the Houston Rockets, right? And you could say, well, Houston didn't have to trade Harden, but it became an unmanageable situation. That's why I have zero respect for Harden. Yes, I acknowledge that he's a really good basketball player, but I I can't respect an athlete that behaves that way when they're under contract. I don't forgive an athlete for that. I think that is so wrong. I think it damages the sport. I think it damages professional sports. You know, and I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, again, I go back to the last three snaps of the year for Aaron. And it wasn't exactly textbook quarterbacking. And, yes, I understand that the Packers would not have been in the NFC Championship game without Aaron Rodgers. I get that. I get the fact that he is a superb talent. I understand all of that. But it's a team game. And, you know, again, Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. He's lost, what now, four championship games? Man, he's had his chances. And I'm right with Terry Bradshaw. I'm right with him there. Hey, if you don't want to play, go ahead, retire. You know, you're making, what, $33 million this year? Now, are you underpaid? Well, yeah, you're underpaid if, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) yes, you are underpaid when you see what some of the other quarterbacks around the NFL are getting paid. I mean, I I really, it's, it's very difficult for me to say that a quarterback that is making, you know, $33 million a year is underpaid. But, you know, again, Uh, I'm just going based on what some of the other quarterbacks recently have signed for in the NFL. But I don't think this makes Aaron Rodgers look exactly great. I mean, yeah, I know Dak Prescott's making, what, $42 million this year? Deshaun Watson, $39 million. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he should be making more than those guys, but that's just the way the system is. But again, I don't think this helps Aaron Rodgers' uh, stature. And I don't know if he cares about that, but I just... You know, Aaron Rodgers has had a tremendous career. And he's handled himself for the most, well, not for the most part. He's handled himself with class. You know, he's, he's very forthcoming with the media, win or lose. You know, I, I did not necessarily like the comment after the loss to Tampa Bay when he kind of let it out there. And then I think he went on the Pat McAfee show on Sirius XM to say, no, no, no. You know, I'm fine here and. Now, all of a sudden, here we are in May, and maybe things aren't so fine. Again, I'm with Terry Bradshaw. How about playing the freaking game, right? Don't worry about what the front office is doing. You know, and then I said this on my rant. You know, we find out that Lafleur in the front office has flown out to see Rodgers on a couple of occasions. Why do you got to kiss everyone's ass? Like, really? He's under contract. He's the quarterback of the team. You got to fly out there and make multiple trips to try to appease the guy? I mean, really, is, is that a diva mentality? What is that? I, I, I just, I don't like that. You know, I, I don't like that. So this is going to be very interesting uh, to see what happens with Rodgers 
uh, and the Green Bay Packers. But I, I just don't think that this type of, I don't know if I would say behavior or tactics. I'll use tactics. I don't think that helps out anybody. I don't think it helps professional sports. You know, and I talked about LeBron James on Friday, and I did a whole podcast on LeBron. And, you know, I just don't know if LeBron thinks anymore before he talks. On Sunday night, the Lakers again lose, this time to the awful Toronto Raptors at home. LeBron did not play last night. Sore ankle. But did you hear what LeBron James said? Quote, all right, talking about the play-in in the East and the West, Team 7 through 10. It's funny, you didn't hear LeBron talking about this when the Lakers were a top two or three team, but now as they're in jeopardy of being the seventh-place team, he said this, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. Really? Well, guess what? Why don't you go talk to your owner, Jeannie Buss? Because she voted for it. And while you're at it, you're in the same building as Steve Ballmer. Why don't you go up to him and tell him that too? Because you know what? He voted for the play-in as well. As did all the other owners in the NBA. And LeBron, you want to know why there's a play-in tournament this year? And why the NBA is considering it? Is because, all right, unlike you, who only goes to play, I shouldn't say only, but, you know, wants to go play on super teams in Miami and in L.A., and the vast majority of teams in the NBA don't have a freaking chance of winning a damn thing, all right, to keep the fans interested in the markets that have no chance of winning a championship because players like you go and get Anthony Davis to play alongside with you or you get Chris Bosh to play alongside with you. And I can go on and on and on. Ray Allen, I mean, do you want me to go on or do you want me to stop? Okay? Because of players like yourself and Kevin Durant, who bails on Oklahoma City and takes the easy way out to go to the Warriors, who they lost to in seven games, after having a 3-1 lead where Durant was absolutely embarrassingly bad when he had a chance to take Oklahoma City past the Warriors and into the championship round, he said, now, nah, you know, I'm going to leave and I'm going to jump on the Warriors bandwagon. Super team, all right? And because of the super teams, LeBron, the NBA wants to have a play-in tournament to keep more teams with more fans interested, which means more money. And here's something else, LeBron, all right? I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm going to point it out to you. We've just had a pandemic that is still ongoing. And your league that you play in continues to lose a boatload of money. And the league that you play in has watched their ratings decline. Some of it, your fault, based on all the things that I'm reading and hearing and and quite frankly, my opinion too, because of your hypocritical nature where you turn your head on certain topics, right? And you come out and you jump on 
other social issues without doing any homework or education. And because of those foolish tactics, a lot of people are turned off by the NBA. Now, there are millions and millions and millions of people who love watching you play and still watch the NBA and don't care about your ridiculous tweets and your hypocrisy and your absurdity. A lot of people don't care because they just want to watch the games. But due to the fact that your sport and your league, the NBA, is losing a fortune due to the pandemic, your league needs to figure out a way to generate some more revenue. So you think that all 30 owners should be fired, huh? Because, LeBron, you do know that the Board of Governors votes on these things. Do you not? And when you say whoever thought of this shit should be fired, yeah, the NBA thought of this and all 30 owners agreed. So why don't you, whenever you walk into an NBA arena, why don't you go up to that team's owner and says, you know what, you really should sell the team. You should be fired. Can't fire an owner, but I think you get my point. And I talked about this on my rant, and I'm going to bring it up again. At what point is enough enough? Seriously. What is going on? Are there, are, I mean, talk about tone deaf. Did you hear LeBron talk about this a month ago? Did you hear LeBron talk about this three months ago? Did you hear LeBron talk about this when it was announced that there would be a play-in tournament? Did you hear LeBron then say, whoever thought of this shit should be fired? It's funny. I didn't hear LeBron say anything about it until his team is in jeopardy of falling all the way to seven. Interesting, huh? Same with Luka Doncic a couple of weeks ago. I'll get to Luka a little bit later in my rant. Funny, you didn't hear Luka or Mark Cuban talking about it, did you? Nope. Not until the Mavs were seventh in the West. They've elevated themselves a little bit, but they could be the seventh place team. Funny how that works, huh? Didn't hear a peep out of Mark Cuban. He voted for it. Didn't hear a peep out of Luka. And all of a sudden, the Mavs find themselves seventh in the West, and they don't like it, and they think it's stupid. Same with LeBron. Again, what a freaking hypocrite. What a joke. Seriously. I got to feel sorry for LeBron James if he's got to play an extra game. I got to feel sorry for LeBron James if he's got to play two extra games to get into the playoffs. Really? Well, I know one thing. He should be very well rested with the ankle injury, getting it in play last night. And by the time the playoffs begin later this month, hopefully he'll be fine. And I say that because I don't like to see any athlete hurt. And he is good for the league on the court. And the league is better when the great players are playing in it. I think we can all acknowledge that, right? But for LeBron James, again, to come out and make that comment, self-serving, hypocritical, it's just, it's hard for me to believe that a guy that's the face of the, of the league, who's got 50 million followers, can continually be so damn stupid with his comments. It's unbelievable. And again, I'll, I'm going to ask you the question that I asked on my rant. Are 
fans becoming turned off by the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Deshaun Watsons, the James Harden, LeBron James, all right, are professional athletes now so damn entitled because they make so much freaking money that they don't really care about the consequences. Kevin Durant, as sensitive and as thin-skinned as any superstar that we have in this country. Could you imagine making $40 million a year and being bothered by an individual who criticizes you? I mean, seriously. I want you to think about that for a minute, okay? I'm serious. I want you to think that you're getting paid $40 million a year, okay? And you're getting probably more than that with everything else, but let's just round it off to 40, all right? Would you give a damn if some guy at the newspaper or at the radio station or at ESPN or at Fox, I mean, think about this for a minute. Would you really care if somebody criticized you? Like, I mean, you know, Durant gets, he gets so rattled and so bothered and so damn sensitive about every little thing. And my question is why? And I wonder if Aaron Rodgers, deep down, does he care at what now? You know, he he made a comment at the Kentucky Derby off camera to NBC's Mike Tirico that he's bothered that the rift has gotten out. Really? Well, then don't start a rift and you won't have to be bothered that it got out. Just honor your contract. Do what you did last year. Be the MVP of the league. Have a final drive where you have a chance to tie the game and send it in overtime. Or better yet, you know, have your team not turn the ball over in a championship game at home. Have your defensive back know that, you know, with only a few seconds left to go and the other team with the ball near midfield, you know, don't bite on a fake and let the receiver run behind you. I mean, I don't know about you, but to me that's football freaking 101. Pretty basic, is it not? You know, Aaron, maybe that would be the best way to elevate your team one game further. But, oh, no. The rift between Aaron and the general manager and this and that. You know what? Maybe when Aaron, if he ends up staying in Green Bay, maybe he should go to ownership and go, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll stay, but I got to be the general manager and the quarterback. That way Aaron can pick all the players that he wants. And if it fails and it doesn't work out, then it falls on his shoulders. But again, I'm going to ask this question one more time. When is enough enough? Hey, before we get to CrowdUltra's Q&A, I want to tell you about AdLoad Technologies because they are a brand new innovative way for you to advertise your company. Now, think about this. They utilize LED digital displays. They're embedded in the back of semi-trailers. So, hey, your message will always flow with traffic and capture attention of consumers in high-traffic areas. Now, additionally, AdLoad can provide comprehensive and intelligent reporting, so it gives you accurate impression counts and exposure to analyze your marketing strategy for the long term. Just go to adloadtechnologies.com. That's A-D-L-O-A-D, Ad loadtechnologies.com. It is now time for our Crowd Ultra questions. Very easy to do. Just go to crowdultra.com, sign up, 
Maybe I'll answer your question right here. Rich wants to know, how does Mac Jones fit in New England? I think he's the most NFL-ready quarterback uh, taken in the draft, and I would not be surprised at all to see him start in week one. I don't know if he's going to be the best quarterback in the draft, but I think he is the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. For instance, I don't think Trey Lance is starting for San Francisco at the beginning of the season. All right, Zachary says this, throughout recent episodes, you've quoted Mitch Album. Perhaps listeners can get inspired by reading one of his books rather than the continual negativity demonstrated and spouted by some, and in parentheses, not all, popular athletes. In your broadcasting career, what are some of the most selfless and caring acts you've witnessed by a sports figure? That's a fabulous question. You know, the reality is, that a lot of athletes do things that you never even hear about. Uh, Charles Barkley does things all the time that get no publicity, no notoriety, because that's not why he does it, uh, to help out people. I mean, look at what J.J. Watt did in Houston uh, in the hurricane and the devastation down there and the tragedies in that city. The, the, again, I would say there are so many athletes that do selfless caring things, and you don't ever hear about them. So I, I, it's a great question, but I want you to know that I see it all the time. Mike wants to know, should the Packers have traded Rodgers to the Niners? Well, no, I mean, no, they should not have. Uh, ben wants to know, what's your take on Roberto Alomar being banned from the MLB? Well, again, I think if you read the reports uh, and everything that Alomar, I guess I'll use the term, allegedly did, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Corey wants to know, what does the NBA get out of announcing their refs made incorrect calls? Adam Silver said he wants his league to be transparent, but I think it's more gambling. I think there's so much gambling going on in games. I think the league wants to be transparent, and that's why they announced the uh, the last two-minute calls. I, I may be wrong there, but that's my uh, interpretation. David wants to know any clear winners or losers in this year's NFL draft in parentheses. I know it's early. I will let you know in three years, David hit me up in three years and I'll give you who did well and who did not. Dominic wants to know, did you notice less trash talk between players throughout the years of calling games? Yes. 100% because you would get a technical for taunting and trash talking. So yes, much less uh, because the rules changed. Rob wants to know, do you agree with Steve Kerr saying boxing out and paying attention to detail or lacking in the NBA? If so, what do you believe is the cause? I think AAU is the cause. I think that players not playing enough college basketball is the cause. And yes, I agree with Steve Kerr. I think he is absolutely spot on. Players that play professional basketball are not necessarily ready to play professional basketball. Nick wants to know, have you seen MLB batters bat the worst overall batting average in history in the month of April? Yeah, the strikeouts is a record. I don't. Wa I can't watch the game, Nick. I've really tried. I just can't watch baseball anymore. They got to fix the sport. I think it's awful. I really do. Kyle wants to know, Becky Hammond wants to be an NBA head coach now. Do you think she's qualified? Yes, I think she's very qualified. Absolutely. I wouldn't have any problem with a woman being an NBA head coach if they're qualified. And I don't really think the players would have a problem as long as they respect the coach, male or female, if the coach knows what they're doing. That's my take on it. 
Jake wants to know, are you surprised no defensive players went in the top five of the NFL draft? Not this year. Quarterback heavy draft. The league is an offensive league. Offense, offense, offense. And again, you know, quarterbacks going one, two, and three. Then tight end pits. Wide receiver. No, not this year. And there wasn't that stud, can't-miss edge rusher in the draft this year based on what the experts said. All right, let's move on. Josh wants to know, have smaller sports like hockey and MMA benefited from the NBA and other leagues getting political? I can't speak for the MMA because I don't really follow it, and I haven't necessarily focused in on the ratings of hockey. But... I think that the sports that are heavy-duty political and et cetera, I think they're the ones that are going to have the ratings decline the most. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I I believe that. Vince wants to know, will Deshaun Watson get past this issue or never play again? Well, when you say past this issue, I think we need to change that, all right? That's not just an issue. These are serious allegations. Uh, He'll play again. I mean, Michael Vick went to a federal penitentiary for two years and came out, was the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what the end result's going to be of the 22 lawsuits against Watson, and now there's, you know, the Houston Police Department's involved. And so I, this this story, in my opinion, this situation, this these allegations, the judicial system, everything else has got, uh, I believe, a long way to go. Dave wants to know, could we see Trey Lance run Taysom Hill quarterback packages? You could, but I don't want Trey Lance running like Taysom Hill does because he'll be on the sidelines hurt. And I love Taysom Hill, but he's, he's in my opinion, a rare individual. Uh, this question, the Thunder lost by 57 at home. Would you ever thought a team would get blown out worse than the Kings this season? Nothing surprises me in professional sports. So am I surprised? No, not really. Thank you very much for our crowd ultra questions. Just go to crowdultra.com. It's time for rant. Hey, if you don't like that, it's also brought to you by Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming. And today they are bringing us the rant. Hey, did you know that One guy every hour, every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer. So this is a reminder to all of the men listening to check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's right, because together, TCS and Manscaped, they are committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 13 to 35. Make sure you do a self-examination once a month. If you feel any lumps or swelling, make sure you give your doctor a call. Now, in addition to checking yourself regularly, You want to make sure your sack is looking fresh and clean with the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Now, don't forget about the liquid formulations that are a part of this package as well. They're awesome. They use only the best ingredients, uh, ingredients, the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the anti-chafing performance boxers, so you don't have to worry about getting chafed. It's all there for you. Join the Manscaped movement. And start taking care of your balls today. Now, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code NAPES, N-A-P-E-S, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 
Well, last week I came down pretty hard on the Sacramento Kings when they allowed the Utah Jazz to come in without their starting backcourt and put 154 on the board. The one thing I've always done, I try to be fair. I try to be objective. And, hey, you know what? I'm not going to criticize the Sacramento Kings right now. I'm going to actually give them props because after Utah came in there and embarrassed them, instead of climbing into a hole and putting up the white flag and kidding, uh, quitting with only two weeks left to go in the regular season, they went to work beating the Lakers down in L.A. and then two nights later beating the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas, their third such win over the Mavs in a two-week span. And I gave Luke Walton and his coaching staff a hell of a lot of credit for not giving up, for having their team come out and and redeem themselves after that awful, embarrassing loss to the Utah Jazz. And all of this without De'Aaron Fox. And then Halliburton gets hurt the other night against Dallas. And speaking of Dallas, I am so sick and tired of watching Luka Doncic pitch and complain to the referees. And I pointed this out the first time I ever did a game with the Kings and the Mavs. Go back and look at the video. I, I said, I'm tired of watching Luka Doncic complain. Well, against Sacramento the other night, two technicals, including a 16th. You know what that means? Every technical from here on in, a one-game suspension. Luka Doncic. I mean, what does he think he is, freaking Superman? You call him Boy Wonder, call him whatever you want. Try to win a freaking playoff series first, and then maybe you can start bitching at the referees. All right? But until then, shut up and play the freaking game. I mean, really, Luka Doncic. You kidding me? 16 technical fouls? I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely, and he bitches and moans and complains on every single call up and down the court. Enough already. Shut up and play the freaking game. Stop it. Whining, complaining. Enough is enough. So tired of watching Luka Doncic just, you know, bitch all the time. The whole freaking game. Every single whistle. Good for the refs to tee him up. Good. And it's only a matter of time before he gets suspended um, because you know damn well he's not going to be able to control himself. But again, I was hard on the Kings last week. I'm giving them a big round of applause this week. That's a big-time job to beat the Lakers in L.A. and the Mavs in Dallas after giving up 154 and getting embarrassed at home. That shows me something. This team's not quitting. And, yeah, maybe as a fan you can say, gee, now they got to win at the end of the season. Hey, you know what? That's just the way it goes. You know, worry about the basketball gods later. Go out and try to win every night. And as I said, there's not one player that's taken the court for the Kings that gives a damn about the ping pong balls. They do not care. Good job, Luke Walton. Good job by the Kings for two outstanding games back-to-back. And that's my rant for today, and that's my podcast. And thank you so much, as always. And don't forget to check out my video rants over on YouTube. And if you're looking for that last minute Mother's Day gift, just go to buriedinchocolate.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-D. Let Sherry Fitzpatrick help you take care of mom this weekend. She's got great gift ideas. Just go to buriedinchocolate.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. 